everyone, and welcome to the Advocates Advocates Podcast, the show that is bringing simplicity back into the complex world of beer, wine, and spirits. I am your host, Spence Kraft. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. Thanks so much for being here and for tuning in. With us, I have two guests. One is a professional within the industry. He is the bar manager of the bar that I work at. Pierce Shanks, the badass with the man bun, boss man, P money. Thank you so much for being here, Pierce. Thank you so much for having me, Spence. Absolutely. And then our average imbiber, she's going to try to tone down what Pierce is saying, <laughs> dilute a little bit, and just give us an average perspective of what we are drinking. Mug Club member here at Great Flood, Alex Martindale. Well, that's me. Pretty average, right? <laughs> Above average, I'd say. <laughs> and as you can tell, we have Kenyatta sitting here to my right. He's here this evening tasting with us. As always. As always, well, appreciate you being here. I'm excited. This is part two of our three-part Oktoberfest series. The first part was just an introduction to Oktoberfest. That was last week. And uh, tonight we are going to focus on the American-style Oktoberfest. So, Pierce, you're the brains of the bunch here. Will, uh, will you just kind of tell us again what an Oktoberfest is, specifically what to look for, what to expect when drinking an American-style Oktoberfest? Sure, man, yeah. All right, so um, I guess I'll just kind of start with a little brief history of Oktoberfest, the German or Vienna-style lagers. Uh, they're either called Oktoberfests or Marzins. Um, Marzen is actually German for March, I believe, or March beer. Uh, and traditionally, uh, Oktoberfest beers were brewed in March, and since they are lagers, they are cold fermented, so they're just fermented at a lot lower temperature than your ales, uh, and that just takes a little bit more time for those fermentable sugars to be eaten up uh, by the yeast. So instead of a couple of weeks, you're looking at several months for the beer to become beer. Um, Traditionally, I believe Oktoberfest celebration started around like 1810 or something like that, but don't quote me on that. Um, traditionally, the beer is around four to five and a half percent. Uh, it's got a really light amber to golden color. Um, and yeah, and just real smooth, easy drinkers. They're gonna be really clear, no haze in them. Uh, the American versions of Oktoberfest, that's actually a little bit different. Just like all Americanized beer, we got to throw more hops and more malt and more everything in there. So your American Oktoberfests are going to run a little bit darker in color. They're usually similar color profile to like an amber ale or like a really light brown ale. So you're looking at your oranges, your, you know, amber colors. Um, they're also a little bit stronger. They're around five to six, six and a half percent. Um, yeah, and they're just, they tend to have a little bit more of a hop aroma and hop taste to them. They're really more on the malt side, but you know, just because they're Americanized, we've got to just go over the top with everything. Obviously. Yeah, of course, why not? The American way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have yeah. <laughs> And when you say stronger there, you do mean higher ABV? Yeah, I'm talking about a higher gravity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Higher gravity, higher ABV. So, you know, your traditional Oktoberfest is again about four to five and a half, and then your Americans are going to be about five to six and a half percent. And a little birdie told me that uh, they went to Germany not too long ago. We are uh, just a few weeks away from Oktoberfest out there and kind of why we're doing this whole spiel. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Alex here. So what, what was it like? I've never been. I'm super jealous. <laughs> Tell us about it. Sure. So 
I went to Germany for about 10 or 11 days. I just got back about a week and a half ago. Um, and I flew into Frankfurt. One of my best friends, she moved to Nuremberg uh, about a year and a half ago, so I went to go visit her. And we're big beer and wine drinkers, so what did we do? We traveled around Germany just drinking beer and wine. So we went to Strasbourg, France, which is basically Germany. We went to Baden-Baden. We went to Nuremberg, Voigt, Regensburg. And then we went to a beer fest in Regensburg. And that's basically like a mini Oktoberfest. And in fact, so Sam, who, who lives in Germany, she and I did Oktoberfest in Munich last year, which was incredible. But this year we did Regensburg, which was a mini version. So instead of eight tents that fill 6,000 people, it was one tent for about 2,000 people. And it was surrounded by this carnival. It's very odd. And, but we, we got there like 10 a.m., even though the party didn't really start until like four or five, because it just gets so packed. And if you don't get a table early, you're not going to get a table. And if you get up from your table, you will lose your seat. You'll be standing for the next seven hours. And we're wearing traditional dirndls. So, you know, we're, we're tied in tight drinking two liter beers at a time. Yeah, those do not <laughs> look comfortable. It was so uncomfortable. You get drunk and then you don't really feel it anymore. And then your back starts hurting and you start getting tired. Anyway, so we got this really good seat. And so there's this big hole in the tent that people just try to climb. And they get drunk. Sounds safe. Yeah, and then you ring this bell, like, and then everybody's like, gross! Big pole, yeah, like, like a the telephone support. Pole. And at the top of yeah. the pole is a bell. It's a bell. They try to climb the pole. So this sounds intriguing. Yeah, I have some videos. It's no good to the podcast, but I do have videos. <laughs> See, let's get that up on the website. Yeah, we'll out website. You can have them, yeah. But it was phenomenal. Drank lots of beer. Um, pretty much the same kind of beer, because it's not Oktoberfest there yet. Right, you know. so what were you drinking? It was like half a bison. Yeah. Yeah. But we pretty did solid. Our wheats yeah. And wheats yeah. But it's sweeter. It's, it's a lot sweeter beer. <laughs> so. So while we're talking about it, um, we are very open about our biases here. Okay. We aren't, you know, the uh, self-proclaimed advocates that try to tell people what to drink. We want our listeners to go out and find, make educated uh, guesses on what they purchase. So, Alex, since uh, you're on a roll, what uh, what do you tend to stray from? What do you tend to look for? And are you familiar with Oktoberfest and any favorites? Okay. So, I stay away from IPAs as a whole. I know it's kind of a big category, but I don't dig a lot of hoppiness. And if I do dig it, then I'm accidentally digging it. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but other than that, there's not much I stray away from. I love, especially in the summertime, I love fruity sours. Oh god, I love them. Um, I love ambers, I love malty beers. So See, this is probably going to oh, be up your alley. I love Oktoberfest. <laughs> oh, <Absolutely>. awesome. <laughs> awesome. So if you really love these, if one of these really stands out, yeah. people should go out and get it. Yeah. Well, For I sure. like boozy things. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, what's not to love? American, American. over German. Yeah. <laughs> America. America. Yes. And Pierce, same question to you. Oh, heck yeah, man. Well, so I am a big IPA and porter drinker. Those are usually my go-to when I'm out in the field. I also enjoy a sour in the summertime as well. 
Um, but oddly enough, Oktoberfest is definitely not my style of choice. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that that's sacrilege around this time of year because everybody just goes crazy for them. Don't get me wrong, I drink them, but it's never my, like, the first choice thing I would seek out. Uh, German Oktoberfest-wise, I do love Einger. That stuff goes down nice and easy. Same thing with Hacker Shore. It is quite delicious. Um, but I tend to lean more towards the American style of Oktoberfest just because they do have a little bit more going on on the full flavor profile, a little bit more maltier, a little bit heavier. Um, but yeah, but if I'm having my choice, I'm drinking an IPA most of the time. So. <laughs> All right. And uh, Kenyatta, I know we've kind of touched on it. The bigger, the better. Yep. The hoppier, <laughs> booze cruiser. Yep. Uh, hop head. But IPAs, IPAs, we, Russian we've got, IPAs for booziness. Uh, <laughs> but we've got Oktoberfest. Uh, you kind of gave us a little bit. You actually guessed correctly last week with the Sam Adams. So obviously you're no stranger to them. Yep. But what do you know specifically about like American style Oktoberfest? What are you expecting tonight? Um, I'm expecting, um, if we talk a little about profiles, a little more malt forward type of beers and hop forward. Um, but, you know, still a little bit of perceived bitterness um, out of the American IPAs because, well, it's America, so you gotta do something with it. So, um, you know, that's what I'm expecting, kind of a little bit of a twist. But I expect most of these to be a little more malt forwarded and drinkable, you know. So, you know, I'm definitely not going to turn down an Oktoberfest. So, excellent. Well, y'all, I'm thirsty. All right. Light it up. All right, as I mentioned before the show, we've got three beers in front of us. They are all American-style Oktoberfests. We are going to drink beers in order. One, two, three, left, two, right. We have a very simple table of how we analyze our beers. Sight, smell, taste, finish, and then we come together for a conclusion. Pierce, again, you are the brains of the bunch, the master of minds. Heck yeah. Oktoberfest professional. Well, uh, yeah, I'll just, I guess, start with the old sight on this first beer. It's definitely a, kind of like a golden to slightly amber color. Definitely darker than you would think a traditional German Oktoberfest would be, but pretty much right in line with the American style version of Oktoberfest. Um, yeah, I, that's the first thing that's jumping out sight-wise. Um, smell, I'll go ahead and take a big old sniff of this sucker. Yeah, I definitely get uh, kind of like a little subtle notes of like malty sweetness like maybe a hint of caramel kind of coming in there I don't know you all throw out any other things your your nose is picking up I, I, I smell some sweetness off of it yeah that's the first thing that jumped out to me like the malt and just kind of the, the sugary undertones in there it smells like I want to drink it like that's right. <laughs> that's what it's there for yeah. go for it okay <laughs> It's nice, it's tasty. It's real really crisp. Nice. You definitely do get a lot of that malt on that first sip. This is really good. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of a little hoppy finish in there too. I mean it's definitely a lot more hop forward than your traditional German yeah. Oktoberfest. Hanging on to the back there <laughs> yep. where your bitter receptors are. Yeah. I really like this. Yeah, it's yeah. enough that I can handle it, I think. Mm -hmm. Not IPA happy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got a little hoppiness yeah, to satisfy sure. as well. This is, this is kind of yeah, you I don't think I've that. ever tasted a beer off the bat that I'm like, wow, this is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> this is really good. Yeah, one thing that we really haven't touched on in the few episodes that we've done is the carbonation. That's mm. one thing I'm really yeah. noticing is, you know, you sip it and there's, it's not just liquid, like it actually does have that substance. Yeah. It, 
does kind of tickle the tongue a little bit, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, this is probably a little hoppy for my taste. Well, yeah, but it is good. I mean, I'll drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Going with taste, this kind of two part. There is the the flavor that you get from it, but then there's also the mouthfeel that goes a long way as mm -hmm. to how you're tasting the beer. You know, your bigger stouts and milk stouts are a lot creamier. This has definitely got a real smooth mouthfeel. It goes down nice and easy. Yeah, I get those hops on the finish a lot more than... You don't really pick any up on the nose, but it's definitely the last flavor that lingers in your mouth after you do sip on it. It yeah. does. It kind of overtakes that maltiness. Yep. Yeah. So it starts off malty. You can smell it. You can taste it initially. And then the hops hit you on the back end. I actually think it's quite balanced. Oh, yeah. Very well balanced. So what... I hear that word balance. I I have my idea of what balanced beer is, but Pierce, in a general sense, in general terms, what should somebody think when they hear the word balance? Sure. Yeah. So when it, a balance just means it's just kind of you've got your your hoppiness, your bitterness in a beer, you've got your sweet maltiness in a beer, and it's all about getting those ratios together in just a pleasurable way, I guess. Your IPAs. I mean, you can have a really balanced IPA that's not super hop forward, but then, you know, one that is just, you know, your 100 plus IBUs, super bitter. I mean, granted, people love that stuff. It's not balanced. It's right. a hoppy beer. Agreed. These are, you, you kind of get, uh, you get a little bit of that malt at the start. You get that hop at the, the finish. Neither one of them is really more overpowering than the other. Um, a well-balanced beer is, you know, it's going to be a, a lot of times people refer to it as maybe like an easy drinker or something that goes down smooth or just where one part of your palate isn't dominated by the flavor profile of the uh, I would, balance is different to different people, right? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Because, I mean, well, it could be a well-balanced beer, but I don't like hoppiness. Oh, so, each one of these things are yeah. personal opinion. I mean, there's no set in stone rule about what's you know one thing that i think could be perfectly balanced another person would be like oh this is too x y and, Z. and, and that's actually a good question because we talk about perceived bitterness is there such a thing as perceived balance oh uh, yeah of course i mean it's just like everybody's palate's different i tend to lean towards the the bitter the hoppy stuff even with my dark beers i like porters and those have a lot higher yep. ibu uh, then you know your stouts and other type of ales and stuff. Yep. But um, yeah, so everybody's individual profile, your definition of a well-balanced beer is, of course, going to be completely different than the next person's. But yeah, but it's all about what you know. Just with any tasting, it's all about what what you like. What you know, you're trying to define your palate. Go after the beers that you like and you know the things you want to drink. Amen. Drink what you love and, and love yeah. what you drink. <laughs> Boom. That's why we're here. So to wrap up this first beer, I want to hear what you all have to say with a conclusion. I mean, is this a good beer? Is it? I mean, you threw out phenomenal pinata. Um, that's that's a big word for yeah, this a, podcast. It's a big word for this podcast, especially coming from the guy who drinks IPAs. Um, yeah, that's pretty phenomenal to me. I mean, I don't really know what else to say on that except it's. Or let me preface it. It's tasting good right now. <laughs> and then you throw it over to Alex, who openly said, not a big IPA person, but loves, loves, loves Oktoberfest. Yeah. I. It's a solid beer. I would not not drink it. But not phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't like IPAs, if you don't like hoppiness, then it's probably not, not your beer. Sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, yeah. Like I said earlier, I'm not the 
the biggest Oktoberfest fan, so I do tend to lean more towards the American style, mm -hmm. and this is definitely right up my alley in that yeah. style. It's got that nice hop finish, but it's not over the top. Real, just smooth, easy drinker. Definitely an Oktoberfest I enjoy. Excellent. Well, what do you say we move on to beer number two? I'm done here. All right, Alex, it's your time to shine. Oh, is I'll, it? I want you to take us through the whole grid. Oh, heck All right, yeah. so sight. Sight. It's a little bit, it's it's much darker, actually. Yeah, it almost looks like a like a red ale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. It gives me hope. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, smell. I actually have a terrible sense of smell. I can only smell smoke and bleach, so no. I don't smell anything. <laughs> I'm not picking up either one of those. <laughs> So, it's definitely not as malty sweet uh, on the nose as the first beer. Would agree with that. Okay, it's definitely so. a lot lighter, lighter aroma. But I'm gonna try it. I like it. I think it tastes very good. <laughs> this is my average <laughs> beer drinker uh, <laughs> description. Um, what do you like about it? Okay, all right. Let me see. <laughs> I like, it's very easy drinking. I can see myself drinking a pint of this very quickly. <laughs> it's sweeter. Um, that's what I got. All right. Do you find it more balanced than the, <laughs> the last beer that I had? <laughs> I do. Well, yeah, right. It's definitely less hoppy. You don't get that yeah. bitterness on the finish. The malt just kind of stays straight through when you're drinking mm -hmm. this. So I might be crazy. But I'm picking up like toasted malt. It's not that sweet malt. It's a, a heavier toasted roast. So what's leading you towards that? That uh, so that? I've got a saying um, to our listeners: there is such category as smoked beers, and I believe that beer belongs in my cigars and bonfires, and not in my beer. So I'm very low tolerance when it comes to that, which may be why I'm picking up on it. But, I mean, I don't know if they just roasted the malt a little bit longer, which could give it that darker color, or if I'm loco. Yeah, well, depending on the malt that they use, there's a lot of malts that, you know, even without any roasting or smoking of the malts and stuff like that, you do get those more smoky and, you know, toasted kind of oatmeal flavors. I did pick up, yeah, a lot like oatmeal notes in this but I wouldn't that kind of tends or at least in my mind I think heavier of a beer when I think that but this is still something that's really light I, if I had to guess light. it's probably around five five and a half percent something like that yep I kind of agree with that I mean it doesn't that's it's not as it doesn't have the sweet overtones like the other one no. definitely less hoppy um, definitely drinkable probably a little more on the malt side oddly um, enough at first find it not as sweet as the first beer that we tried, at least on that like initial sip. But it does just kind of have that like lasting smooth malt flavor, nice finish yeah. to it. Yeah, you're totally right. But I, I, I kind of agree with you. I taste very toasty. Toasted malt. So to kind of mm. come to a conclusion on this one here, um, Alex, what would, what would you say if you brought this in? Who would you maybe refer this to? Uh, who might you not refer it to? I'd refer it to people who are trying Oktoberfest for the first time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's do a call. 
All right. I'd say this one is definitely, even though it is a lot darker in color, I think just kind of the flavor profile is a little bit more in line with kind of the German Oktoberfest styles. It's not as over malted or over hopped or anything. I'm, I am surprised. I, like the, the color kind of threw me off at first. I was expecting a like a bigger kind of malt bomb, something like that. But it's yeah, it's, you it's surprisingly be, light. You could be on something about the toastiness giving it that more of a reddish, darker color. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a good call. I'd say that so far, number one has been my, my favorite of the, uh, you know. And I like number two. Oh, fair enough. But hey, we got, <laughs> okay. we got a third beer. Ooh, all right. Don't forget. So, Kenyatta and Alex just swapped their beers. <laughs> <laughs> right. This might be a good time to throw in. If you did want to be on the show, join the group, start really socializing throw out your reviews if you're starting to review the beers I very well might reach out to you and have you on especially if I know you have a preference or a liking for an upcoming flavor so facebook.com slash advocates the number two advocates join that group there's a button in the top right corner love to see you love to have you so beer number three Kenyatta we yes. have not heard much from you tonight. I want to hear you talk a little. Yeah, I've been kind of quiet, which um, is odd. odd. You must have a, a work week under <laughs> uh, your belt here. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. been a rough week. <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's yeah. been a rough week. <laughs> well, hey, let's, uh, let's drink some Let, beers. Let's drink some beers. So, okay, this is a little lighter in color. So it's much more of that, um, that, that lighter yellowish type of color. Um, not as uh, golden yellow so that's one thing i noticed right off the bat yeah this is definitely the like a, a lighter orange yeah. color definitely the lightest of the three yeah now when i smell it i'm picking up a little bit of sweetness but i can't really place it yeah it's probably got the most subtle nose of the three as right. well it's, it's almost a little more delicate than the other two the I'm first one hits you the second one so so this one i yeah, I'm getting a little kind of oats yeah. notes in there and stuff, but it, yeah, it's not it's not overpowering at all. A little bit of malt sweetness kind of on the nose, but nothing compared to those first two. Yeah, I mean, I I have to drink it and come back to the smell again Fair just enough. to see where I'm at. <laughs> so if I'm tasting this, um, it seems like it's a lot closer to the second one as far as malt forwardness drinkability. A little bit more sweetness and sugar than the second one. Not as much hops. Definitely not sure what I'm picking up in the in the smell area. Yeah, it's so like Oktoberfest light. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's definitely got a more. This is so if if we're talking German versus American, this is more on the side of what I think of German. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Um, and actually, I, I'm almost gonna say that Spence actually threw a German one in here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, this is, this seems a little more German to me, just kind of just the taste of it. But, you know, overall, good solid malt. I mean, it's a good solid beer. All three that we've had tonight has been a good solid beer. And actually this one, um, you know, I prefer it a little more than the second one. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of that toastedness in your tasting 
maybe it may slightly overpowered it on the second one that oh you know i didn't notice it obviously i didn't smell the toastiness but this one just seems very smooth very just above board i i mean i don't know so you've had a ton of german beers now so <laughs> what's your thought on it i mean where, where am i in left field on this or no i i almost taste honey mm. Okay, I can go like with that. Like a very, like a full sweetness, not yeah. like a simple syrup. Right. I can see that. It's good. I mean, it's really good. It yeah, I enjoy good. it a lot. I get kind of like a, a bread kind of so yeasty? dough, sourdough kind of flavors yeah. to it. Um, yeah, there is, I mean, there's sweetness throughout, It's a, but it's a much more subtle. I do like the honey is a really good yeah. kind of descriptor of that sweet note. It's far and away the least hoppy of the three, the more, the most in line with like a traditional German Oktoberfest, yeah. even just from like the clarity and the lightness yes. of the color. I'd, I'd describe this beer as having also just like a really crisp flavor to it. I mean, you get that, those sharp flavor notes right when you take a sip, but then you swallow and it's just kind of mellowed out real smooth. Yeah. I mean, I finished mine high. <laughs> I, I uh, like that one the best. It's very, very good. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not far behind you on that either because I'm like, this tastes really, really good. And, you know, trying to place it, you know, I'm doing the, the swigs of front only, back only, rubbing the, the top of your mouth. I mean, just trying to figure it out and I can't, but it's really good. <laughs> yeah, so it's tasty. Maybe, maybe the simplest answer is uh, Spence switched it up on us. I know. <laughs> Or it's just a you know an American brewery American that brewery really that just going to those it. German roots. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I am actually a little bit interested in the reveal on this one. Well, you know, before the reveal, we've got to do the rankings, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Alex, I want you to rank these beers based on how you enjoy drinking them. <laughs> I mean, the third beer is my favorite. It's gone. <laughs> Fair. I like number three a lot. Like I want more of that. Two was oh nice, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> I wish I had more to offer you. Okay, that's all right. Number three was was my favorite, and then I like two, and then I like one. I did not like one very much. I mean, I'll drink it if it's in front of me. I'll do a half pour or something like that if it's the only Oktoberfest that's available. <laughs> so three, two, one. Three, two, one. All right. And then, Kenyatta, I'm going to throw the same question to you. How would you rank these based on how you enjoy drinking them? Enjoy drinking them? So, number one, I still think is probably the best for me. But number three is actually really good. <laughs> and I'm very, very surprised at that one. It's really close between one and three, but I'm going to give one the edge just because of that hoppiness factor. Catch me in July, and I'm probably drinking number one. There you go. Um, but right now, it's a little chilly today, about 69, 70 degrees. Number one was perfect after the work week of two days. Um, and uh, number two was not a bad beer. Um, it's just when you compare them to the other ones, it's probably someone's got to be third. So it's third on the list, and it's still a drinkable beer. I would drink that beer as well. So... Good. All three of them are good choices, and um, if I'm ranking them, one, three, two. One, three, two? Yep. And Pierce, I'm going to switch it up a little on you. All right. I want you to rank these based on American style. So based on that, 
how would you rank the beer on style? Which hits that most American? Sure, I'd say that uh, number one is probably the most, like the quintessential American version of the German Oktoberfest. It's uh, it, it definitely, honestly, probably of the three, I would, if I had to guess, I would say it is the strongest ABV of the three. Uh, it's definitely the hoppiest. It's the most hop forward. Um, you get a lot of that malt nose character, which is a lot more overpowering uh, than your German Oktoberfests would be. So I'd say it is like it is straight up, you know, an American Oktoberfest. Uh, next would be number two. Um, it was probably the sweetest of the three, and if I was going by my taste preference, I would probably put it as my least favorite of the three. Uh, but it, it, it's also just a really strong showing of what American Oktoberfests are. Whereas number one was more on the hop side, number two is definitely more on the malt side. You get those strong sweet notes, you get, uh, I mean, just the dark color, uh, a little bit heavier mouthfeel. Um, it's very much a American Oktoberfest. Uh, number three, which would be my um, second choice on taste-wise and my least uh, American of the American Oktoberfest. It's a lot lighter in color, uh, a lot more traditional kind of flavor profile and nose to a you know German Oktoberfest. So I'd say that number three is probably the most German of the three American Oktoberfests. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. so I know the suspense is killing you. You want to know what you've been drinking, right? <laughs> Kenyatta, you always say I try to throw a little weird thing in the you know last beer. But this week, I specifically did it price range. Oh, okay. okay. So there's whatever happened, happened. It, it happened by price. All right, fair enough. So beer number one was the Great Lakes Oktoberfest, Cleveland, Ohio. Nice. This was the most expensive of tonight's tasting at about a buck sixty-seven per 12 ounce. That's so funny because I've ordered that here at Great Blood and I love it. It's like. <laughs> well, I, uh, I've ordered that beer so many times. So, one thing about Oktoberfest is they are seasonal releases. And so, from year to year, gonna they are going to change a little bit. And remember, bottle is going to be slightly different than off the tap. That so, too. Which, that's a whole. Probably did, you, did you want to add anything to those? Oh points? well, I wish I would have said it. I was too like cautious to make a guess, but if, uh, if you know Alex can confirm, I did write down yeah. Great Lakes under number one when I was. Wow. <laughs> so funny. But so yeah, true and true. Yeah. So what's some stats on it? So the beer advocate actually had this ranked four point zero five out of five. Beer connoisseur ranked it ninety four out of one hundred. Huh? Rate beer was 75 out of 100, untapped 3.8 out of 5. Wow. This is 20 IBUs and 6.5% ABV, that is alcohol by volume. The description of this beer is Cleveland's celebration of Oktoberfest dates to the mid-1800s when German immigrants gathered at outdoor beer gardens like Haltnorf and Kindwattes St. Clair Gardens. Our amber lager with rich malt flavor and noble pops honors Cleveland's diverse cultural heritage. So it doesn't say too much about the beer, but a little bit of, hey, this is an Oktoberfest for you. I like it. Good stuff. The second one is actually from a West Coast brewery. It's fairly new to this area here in Louisville, Kentucky, but it has made a big boom. 
very sought after. This is Ballast Point. Okay. Ah. Dead Ringer Oktoberfest. No, I don't it was, know them. You don't know them? Yeah. San Diego, California. Uh, they're most known for their sculpin. Yes. I love their pineapple sculpin, but it is hoppy, so yes. it might not be that good. <laughs> All right. But that being said, uh, this <laughs> average price for a 12 ounce bottle was a buck sixty-three. Beer Advocate had it ranked 3.69 out of five. Great Beer had it 75 out of 100. Untapped had it 3.64 out of five. But the thing that caught my eye about this and why I wanted it in this tasting was the 2017 version of this was number eight top Oktoberfest beer of 2017. Wow. So as we mentioned just previously, going from year to year as a seasonal, it will change slightly, but being a top 10 Oktoberfest by Beer Connoisseur, I wanted to see if it was worth the hype and y'all was it. I mean, we all voted it as number two, the three, right? Well, I, I, I put it as my least favorite three. of the bunch, but it's I thought it was three. a really, you know, good representation. It was a good yeah. American, a representation of the American style Oktoberfest. I'd actually right. never had the Ballast Point. I didn't even know Ballast Point did an Oktoberfest. I don't know. Yeah. I only know him by Sculpin and Sculpin. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, you know, Victory at Sea, yeah, I mean, if you want to go yeah. big barrel-aged crazy stout or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. But no, that's um, like I said. It's I think today was probably of all the tastings the most difficult one because all three were good drinkable beers that I'm not gonna throw to the corner oh, no. or whatever. So this was this was good, and even though I ranked it third, I would still drink that beer if you handed it to me right now. Well, I'm most curious to hear what number three is, man. Yeah, same. Yeah. Me too. It's coming up here. All right. So this, like I mentioned, is the cheapest of the bunch. You might also say it might be easiest to find based on the brand. This is Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest, but I had to get this one this year. I didn't know Sierra Nevada did it until I was talking to a buddy last night, and I looked it up. It was number one Oktoberfest of 2017 wow. by Beer Connoisseur. I can see that. Yeah, I actually believe yeah. that they paired up with a, either a German brewery or a German brewer to make their Oktoberfest yeah. recipe. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Which so, would explain a lot. Yeah, that's why it's so the most It just so happened the last yeah. one did have a little twist in it, Kenyatta. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I planned it. <laughs> so they did pair up with Bavaria's. Ah, I'm probably going to screw Bavaria. this up. Bavaria, I screwed that up. <laughs> Bavaria's Weinstefan. Sure, sounds right to me. Awesome. <laughs> the professional said it was correct. Oh, yeah, why not? <laughs> he didn't say it was correct. <laughs> it, it's here. <laughs> we'll just move you on. Sound anyway. American. You sound American. Yeah. 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 It's supposedly the world's oldest brewery. So a malt backbone is balanced by subtle hop characters in this crisp, clean, drinkable crowd pleaser. Nothing captures the spirit celebration like a beer among friends. Great Beer had it 92 out of 100 last year, 2017. So far in 2018, it's sitting at 91 out of 100. So definitely up there. Beer Advocate has it ranked 3.63. Untapped has it at 3.83, 20 IBUs, 6% ABV. Uh, all right. 
nice. Yeah. It's not surprising though, the Sierra Nevada, I think. No, I'm I, I was really killer. impressed. I mean, it's a. Yeah. It's um. They've been very impressive in the runs that we've had on those blind tastings. Yeah. So. Alex Pierce, thank you all so much for your time tonight. Yeah. Drinking some beer with us, sharing some stories, hopefully making some memories here. Definitely. Thanks for having us. No problem. I'll invite you, you back for the wine show. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can put down some wine. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. I, I enjoyed drinking some Oktoberfest. You know, it's outside of my, you know, the things I kind of gravitate to, so it's good to just even expand my palate and try some, you know, new stuff. That's, that's I, why we're here. And yeah. I thank you for having us host here, as oh, well as, no uh, you know, have great connoisseurs and customers, and, uh, you know, spectacular. Love it. It is our pleasure. Anybody out there listening, stop on by Great Flood Brewing Company, Louisville, Kentucky. 2120 Bartstown Road. Heck yeah, look us up. We got plenty of beer for you. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I think he's being a little modest. Great Flood has a phenomenal, I'm going to throw that word out, Kenyatta, phenomenal Oktoberfest. We do. And go ahead and make a plug. Yeah, we've got actually our big Oktoberfest uh, celebration is coming up. We've got nine days of Oktoberfest. We kind of do like an American versus German thing. We've got four Germans and four Americans on all nine days long. We serve all the beers by the pint, half liter, or liter. So we got, we'll have plenty of options for you, man. So I wonder where I got this idea yeah. for doing the three-part series. <laughs> Thank you, Pierce. Hey. You're an inspiration to us all. That's what I strive for. Thank you all so much uh, for being here, and thank you all for listening to the podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, like, follow us, and share. That is facebook.com slash advocates, the number two advocates. And while you're there, go ahead and join our group that I mentioned earlier. Post your reviews if you want to be on the show. We'll be more than happy to have you on as an average imbiber and as a guest of the show. We'd love to have you, actually. And we are looking for sponsors currently, so please contact me at Spence, S-P-E-N-C-E, at Advocates, the number two, Advocates.com. And believe it or not, holidays are just around the corner. Bless our 100 days. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, if you really want to differentiate yourself and you want to have a one-of-a-kind experience at your holiday party, please contact us here uh, at Advocates advocate we'd love to help you host a tasting with a professional in the room oh man thanks again for having us thank, nope. you, thank you all for being here and as always drink what you love love what you drink but always drink responsibly till next time y'all cheers cheers frost frost, frost. 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 <laughs> i grabbed plastic sorry <laughs> we got i'm leaving that in <laughs> That'll be the fade out. <laughs>